Welcome back to Dank Ferrick, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, along with my co-host, Carlos. And today we are finally going to go over the sequel trilogy. I know it's been a long time since we've, yeah, well, one of them, Uh, the beginning one, which is The Force Awakens, episode seven. Uh, It's been a while since we've done the movie reviews and the discussions, um, but we kind of still had to get the sequel trilogy out of the way. And why do you say with such contempt? What is the? <laughs> I you, guess we'll find know, out in the next three episodes. You know why I say it with such contempt? <laughs> you know, you know my feelings on the sequel trilogy. Well, everyone's um, about to. I don't hide them. Mm-hmm. But you know, I do look at it from a critical sense. I don't just instantly just hate everything and say like, you know, there's no value whatsoever. I. I Break down the good and the bad, and I will definitely go into why I think overall the trilogy is a failure, but um, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I feel like for this movie, well, for this trilogy in general, but this movie in particular, we have to put it in the context of where we were, I, I'm, I, I'm sure you know, when you heard that, that Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm. And that they were going to make seven, eight, and nine because George yeah. always said never going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. One through six, pretty solid beginning, middle, and end. You know, you don't need any more. You don't need that, as Lawrence Kasdan <laughs> said to JJ himself. You don't to. need that. Yeah, uh, he said it, it was complete. It was the story of of Anakin becoming Vader and then redemption. Good, we're ready to go. Balance the force, great. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that they were making seven, eight, and nine, I remember I was in school, and it, it was kind of shocking. It was kind of shocking. At that point, they, they still had the pretense that George was going to be involved in in some yep. way, like a consultant. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, and uh, th- like for him to check the scripts to make sure they were in order. And um, they cl- quickly went out the window. <laughs> Those the... bastards lied to me. <laughs> yeah. They hired Michael Arndt, uh, which was the screenwriter for Toy Story 3. And yeah. Little Miss Sunshine, who's a, a mm-hmm. very, very good screenwriter. Both of those yeah, films are really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, they hired J.J. Abrams to make the to direct it, which at the beginning he turned it down. You know that? And then he yes, I did. Back. He he because he was terrified of the prospect of taking on Star Wars, and he didn't want to ruin Wisely. something that he loved so much. Yes, ironic, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, Fucking you know, he gave, he gave it the old college try. Um, <laughs> the The thing is, so he got hired, but the script wasn't ready. Michael Lauren wasn't ready. His process was a bit too long. And Disney was very, very desperate to get this movie out by 2015. So they moved the release date from the usual May uh, release date that Star Wars movies always got historically. Yep. And they pushed it to December, which caused a whole pattern for the Star Wars slate. Now, yeah. movies like December movies, like Christmas, like Star Wars is now associated heavily with, with that season because it's usually when the new movies. But it used to out. be in May. It used to be in May. Well, Solo got on in May and it got wrecked by the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, Solo was Solo. and Yeah, exactly. Know. Right. So um, I was excited. I thought J.J. Abrams is a good director. I liked his Star Trek movies. I thought he kind of make an, made an action adventure out of uh, very cerebral show uh which being a dumb teenager i thought that was good 
Um, yeah, I liked but, a lot of J.J. Abrams' work. Yeah. Um, I was a huge Lost. I mean, Lost is still my favorite television show of all time. Um, That's boggling. Cloverfield, great movie. I, lo- I loved a bunch of his things, and I think, I think overall he's a good filmmaker for a, a nice popcorn flick. So I had hope that he would do a good job with Star Wars. And, you know, I, I really believe, like, there is promise there with his work with Star Wars, and mm-hmm. a lot of his intentions were pure, and he did a lot of great things. I think it's just yes. the, the corporate, you know, it's it's Disney that fucked everything up for the most part, but we'll get into that. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, so three years later, December rolls around. We're all super excited. We go to the movie theater. In I remember Boston. that was electrifying. You remember that? Oh, I've never been more hyped yes. for anything. Anything ever, like in life. Never, never. <laughs> so fucking sad, but it's true. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I still remember very, very vividly. Like I'm from, I'm, I was here in Panama, and uh, we don't. Oh, you weren't get... in Boston for college? No, no, no. Well, no, this happened in 2015, so I still wasn't. I, I, I turned up to Boston in 2016. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, because I was so, I was in Boston already at Emerson. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I I, I dropped in midway through the year. Oh. Um So this was like my last few. I remember I was about to go to college in January, and this movie came out in December, and I was more yeah. anxious and excited for the movie than I was for college. Than for college, <laughs> like moving to a different country and everything. Yeah. And I remember like there are two things, two big things that are about to happen, but the most the biggest thing. Is the, the most important the, is Star Wars. The most important is, is, is Star Wars, <laughs> and and I swear to God that that's what where, where my head. Oh, I at. believe you. Yeah. So uh, the movie, I remember the movie came out. The first thing, right, like the first thing that I noticed when in the movie theater mm-hmm. was, and I don't know if this happened to you, but the 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 music for the opening crawl, the da da da, it felt wrong to me. Did it? Uh, it, it it didn't have like a lot of bass, like it felt very bright, like a, and this is like a music thing, but it yeah. it, it like the the recording of it mm-hmm. felt like it needed more more oomph and 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 uh, I don't know, it was weird, and and it's I've I've heard that criticism since, yeah, no, it I've heard that criticism since from huh. a lot of people that felt it, it sounded kind of weak, interesting, and and I know we usually uh, you know die at the altar of John Williams in this podcast, and as well you should. Yeah, but I remember when this movie came out. One of the things that I thought was lacking, uh, in comparison to the other six movies, was the John Williams. I didn't feel like the soundtrack. I didn't feel like I, they didn't have the, like the, the themes weren't as iconic right away as the older ones compared to his old ones. That yeah, no way in hell. I do think yes. there were some great themes, like race theme. Yes, in uh, in I, these, yeah. but overall, like the. The themes are very forgettable compared to the actually, original trilogy and and the prequels. Well, yeah, ex- I, yeah, but I, I'm talking in isolation about the Force Awakens because when I remember when the Last Jedi came out and even the Rise of Skywalker, th- by the time I've heard those those themes again and again, it already like I was I was more into them, you know. I guess the repetition of it helped, but yeah. um, like by the time that those themes developed further in the other movies. I was into like the last Jedi. I thought had an amazing soundtrack compared to the Force Awakens. Uh, it was much a, better. I mean, it was good. It wasn't like mind-boggling. 
I, I thought it's man boggling, especially when Luke goes out to well anyway, we're getting to the that's we'll a different get it. movie. We'll get there. Yeah. But um and when when Ray goes up the Jedi steps and I'm I know I'm jumping to the end, that's that's a great cue. I did like great. that part, yeah. The yeah, that, that's probably great. the best part of the music. It's just anyway, too bad so, the reveal just didn't matter. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Uh Luke Skywalker has vanished. You remember that? The first line in the crawl. Yeah. And yeah. it sets because everyone was wondering what happened to Luke, and he wasn't in the poster, he was in the trailer. Nobody knew what the fuck was up. Wait, uh, time Mark out. Hamill wasn't doing For... interviews. What? When you were getting hyped about this movie, like, yes. what was your most exciting idea? Like, what were you most excited to see? Just what happens next, mm. or was there a specific thing? And it doesn't yeah. have to be like when the trailers came out, just like what your speculation of or like what your vision of what the movie was going to be or things that were going to happen in the movie that you were excited for. What I was more interested in really was how did evil endure? Mm. What was it? What was it that had the first orders, uh, quote unquote, empire like, you know, yeah, discount empire. Yeah. How did evil endure if Anakin brought balance? That was the biggest thing to me. What happened that the Jedi didn't return in full force after Return of the Jedi? I mean, it's in the title of the movie, Return of the Jedi. You expect the Jedi Order to go back yeah. into business. And remember in the trailer, Han Solo was saying, like, it's true. Oh, the Jedi, they're real. And and then you're wondering, what, well, how does people not know? Uh, like, aren't Jedi yeah. back in business? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was my biggest thing. I was like, what happened? Like, how, why are we back to square one? Uh, and I didn't have like any big expectations. I thought, well, as anyone, they announced Andy Serkis was play playing Supreme Leader Snoke. And I remember that they announced that and thinking, uh, I, well, that must be the person who's responsible for this all being back. Yeah. Which was what everyone thought anyway. I do find that uh, interesting that that's your your big like excitement factor of like what it was villainy it, it wasn't it, i don't know if it was exciting it was just like i wanted to find out what was you up were because i remember kylo ren yeah because i remember kylo ren and I'm thinking like is that like that that could perfectly well be like uh the son of somebody the i do like, i do yeah. want to definitely come back to that because that is one of my biggest criticisms when it comes to that aspect um but for me Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I remember when they first announced the movie was going to come out or like, you know, they were making seven, eight, nine. And then they announced that Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill were going to be in it. Right. And all I cared about was seeing the next adventure of these beloved characters. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see them back on screen together, interacting. What happens with Luke, like as a Jedi master, what's going to happen with Leia and Han and like, what, what is this next adventure? Even, you know, I never expected them to be the, the lead stars, but I just, to, you know, I expected them to be a heavy part in it. Um, yeah. And I was just excited to see them interacting with each other. I actually, well, I, I understand the whole, there's a lot of disappointment around the fact that the three of them, they were never together. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, of, of course I cared about the new, the, the old characters coming back, but uh, actually, I think it's probably one of the detriments of uh, at least The Force Awakens is the fact that I felt like it should have been more focused on the new people. 
because the uh, you you had Han Solo running around with Chewie uh, when when he showed up. It was a great moment. Chewie were home, but I felt like the first act was so solid in introducing all these new characters. Finn and Poe and Ray were so yeah. well established in the first act as like your new heroes. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, them bringing Han in the second act and having him be like a heavy, heavy, heavy part of the adventure, I felt like deflated a little bit of the new character's participation in the story. And suddenly I disagree it only because Han took on a different role in this movie and he became the mentor figure. Yeah, well, barely, though, because at the end of the day, he was like the whole thing was like we will, we went back to the only thing we were good at. Right. So he was still the pirate. He was still the scoundrel. Uh, Leia was still in charge. You know, everything was reversed. I understand it was like subverted back to like their original roles, essentially. Yeah. But instead of still he still becomes that. That mentor figure to Ray and a little bit to uh, Finn. And yeah. Yeah, we needed that emotional bit. drama between him and Kylo, which is really the heavy part of the trilogy as far as like yes. the, the character development for yeah, Kylo. Yeah, no, that I'd agree with. Yeah, the Kylo so Ren. We kind of need, needed that, you know? No, we, we definitely needed Han in the movie. I agree with that. Uh, but I felt like, you know, the whole thing with, with Chewie and Han being back and they're back in business, they're the same old guys as they were 40 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was a bit too nostalgic, you know, like that, that was like the mission. And I think that's the mission statement of the movie clearly because they were, they were, were in Tatooine, but not Tatooine, you know, they were yeah, but in then Gavin again, 4, like, but not what, Gavin 4. It was a Death Star, but it was want? bigger. What would you, well, yeah, of course, but what would you want out of Han and Chewie if they weren't smugglers again, you know? I, I would well in the in the Claudia Gray novel Bloodline, they had an interesting idea. Before he reverted back to being a smuggler, he ran like a a competition for for spaceship racers. So he huh. he had gone legit, right? Uh, which right. makes sense because he became the hero of the rebellion. One of them. Um, but yeah, so so I want I want for there to be a, an evolution and him for them to be in a different place that they that they were earlier in the story right. uh but it, it was kind of like the whole thing the whole thing about this trilogy is the fact that they all kind of revert back to their old selves um and have the heroes the new heroes take over the mantle yeah right um which had the new heroes taking over the mantle i think is is, is great i think it's necessary but it, in order like in order for them to justify it you know they went back to to what they were only ever, ever any good at. Same yeah. thing with Leia. Leia was still the leader, and she was still running the rebellion, even after mm-hmm. having won the war. Right. But yeah. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I remember Kylo Ren was probably the most like coming out of the movie. Kylo Ren was the most uh, intriguing character to me. I know a lot of people coming were kind out of, of the movie, like after the movie. Yes. Yes. Oh. Because I remember. Um, some people were saying that he was kind of like a weak villain because he was literally weak and, you know, he wasn't as strong as Vader. And uh, he just... I didn't mind that he was He was a menacing like... or whatever, but I thought that was kind of the point. And I yeah. liked the idea of a conflicted 
like a bratty teenager that has conflict in him. Yeah, like like uh, the idea of a of a conflicted villain because he it makes him so unpredictable. You don't know if he's going to be the hero or the villain. And we haven't um, seen it really with the the pull to the light. Yes, it was a reverse in, in Vader. Villains. Yeah, it was a reverse. But for me, like I, I think Kylo is the strong point of the sequels. But at mm-hmm. the same time, he still feels like one of those discount things that the sequel trilogy introduced. Like Snoke is a discount Palpatine, uh, the Death Star and Starkiller base. That's like a di- another discount super weapon. Like the, it just felt like they were throwing too much in. That right. felt too similar to the past and just felt like a knockoff brand of something else, you know? Well, it's funny because in The Force Awakens, the, sorry, in The in the Rise of Skywalker, they kind of tried just, to, like, they doubled down on that. They're like, the, you know, Snoke is the discount Palpatine. Well, he was made by Palpatine, you know? The Death Star was, like, the Circular is a shitty, like, a, just a bigger Death Star. Well, well his, his ultimate plan was to have... The, the fucking uh, destroying yeah, thing the in Star Destroyers yeah. is like an escalation thing, but like because it, Palpatine was behind it all. But we'll get there. I, <laughs> it just it feels wrong. I know that it's it's just bad storytelling to me. Like I I don't think they 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 didn't try to go with original premises, and I think that hurt the movie and the trilogy mm, at yes. large. I that I, I I agree with. What do you think about the humor? All right, so it's, the humor in mm-hmm. Force Awakens I actually really enjoyed. I think okay. it it had the same comedic style of the original trilogy, and it served the movie for the better by doing Larry that. I, yeah, uh, Lawrence Kasdan obviously wrote it, so he. Trusted the characters, JJ, yeah, as yeah. as he would say. Um, but yeah, he knows how to write dialogue very well. He's snappy. Obviously, he mm-hmm. wrote Empire, so he knows how to do comedy within this kind of uh, galaxy. But um, this this was like the last one where it really didn't feel cheesy as far as yeah. the dialogue. Like I think. But but at the same time, you know, during rewatches, especially with the intro, I th- when um, Lor Santeca, Lor Santeca is mm-hmm. uh, talking to Kylo. That whole dialogue scene, mm. I think is I think the dialogue there and everything is just horrible. If you go back and watch it, like it, it's it just sounds so cliche and like, well, it, 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 sounds ma- very it makes Star it seem Wars-y like a me. fan. It, it's, it seems like they're trying too hard to make it star Warsy, And it just sounds yeah. like a fan, like a bad fan film. I, I like it because I mean, I like that, that dialogue because it, the dialogue has always been kind of shitty. You know, it's always been well, like yeah, comic booky but... and, and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, I don't the know. whole point is, you know, it's like it's like pulpy and and, and fun, and you know, it's not supposed to be natural, and uh, um, and I feel like it isn't in, in in this movie. It isn't especially. I, I think the humor, a lot of the Lawrence Kasdan humor is good, but a lot of it also felt like to me it took cues from from the MCU, from like and and, and this is bit. not something something. Only in Star Wars, this is something like every modern blockbuster, ever since Joss Whedon made the fucking Avengers, 
which he always has like snappy dialogue. Every yeah. character is clever. Every character is funny. Every character is enduring and charming. Right. You know, and I feel like uh, this movie kind of had that a little bit. You know, the characters were, were you know, thro- throwing jokes left and right, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like Star Wars never did. Very, uh, like, the, George's dialogue was very uh, unironic. Right. You know, um, yeah. and this one felt like, it was something on top of something on top of something. Um, For the most part, yeah, I'd agree. But anyway, so so uh, the, but the the dialogue the the humor helped establish the new characters, and I fell in love with them right away. I thought Poe was was a great swash, swashbuckler. Um, Finn was was he wasn't was even Finn? really a swashbuckler though. Right, yeah, I know, I know but I he's, know like he's a pilot. supposed to fill the role, like the sort of similar role of Han, but it's 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 very different, which I think oh, serves the story better, but I just think yeah. like we needed All right, so like we also know that Poe was originally supposed to die in that right. tie fighter crash, but then they yes. felt like Oscar Isaac was so awesome that they decided to keep him alive because he complained Good about choice. it. I thought, I thought it, it was, was a good, good it was a good choice, but I think from the get go they needed to make the three main actors start to interact with each other together from the very first movie. Like Ray and Poe don't even meet until the end of Last Jedi, and then their actual only interaction is Rise of Skywalker and they you know they're kind of like conflicting in it and like what they're doing but like i think we needed the three the trio sort of like the Luke Han and Leia from the get go and it would have served for a better film well i don't know do you need that in the first, like I don't I think it's a question of whether you need it it's a question of whether they establish their relationship well enough when they actually do meet um, later on, which I thought because it was didn't, weird. We like, didn't have enough time of them together. Yeah, well, I think it was kind of weird for for their like they they got introduced to the like each other in the Last Jedi because they were clearly in the same room in the Force Awakens uh, when they were looking at the map for, for when they fought the, they found Luke. So they were in the same room together, like that's actually in the movie in the Force Awakens. Yeah, and then they they get introduced in the Last Jedi, and it's like. Couldn't you just assume they met off screen? Like I think it, it draws attention to itself yeah. in a in a in an unnecessary way, you know. I think it's that just because she she immediately went off to find Luke. Yeah, I know, but it's still like if you cut Poe meet like hand giving Ray a handshake in the Last Jedi, you just assume they already know each other. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so you just cut that, and the next movie when they're interacting, you're like, yeah, this that's a trio. It, like, mm-hmm. but if you if you bring it back to, I know you're making the analogy for Han, Luke, and Leia, but it, like in the who's the trio in in the prequels? It would be Anakin, Obi Wan, and Padme. I guess. I mean, yeah. So yeah, and, yeah. And I feel I like say, Padme. Yeah, I would say it's the three of them. Padme has like barely any interaction with Obi Wan. But that's also a very different story because, like, you no, have to I start know. with Anakin young, and then like you know no i, get I him, understand get him to where he has to be but but i feel like the 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 relationship between ray and finn was was pretty strong in the force awakens and i don't know what poe could have yeah. attributed to that 
And then there was all the people saying, like, oh, they should be a gay couple and, you know. Yeah, I mean. Not that well, there's anything wrong with gay couples, obviously. Why do you, why like, do you hate gays? Why, I don't hate gay people. <laughs> Zero wrong with gay people. What I'm saying is you don't need to force something into no, a situation no just to, ha, 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 just to make things for inclusion like if it if it wasn't there originally like why try to shoehorn it in if it was just like a natural thing like okay but it there was nothing there to insinuate that they were gay well well, maybe you just you're not gay enough to pick up on that because i remember when i was in in the in the movie theater here in panama which is a very very conservative place um when they were like uh he brought him his jacket back remember that when they re re and he's like, "You're a good man, Finn." And he gave him like a pat on the back or something. I remember yeah. in the theater, people were like, gay about that? No, "I don't." Yeah, well, I they, mean, that, they that's kinda... just people joking around. I yeah. never <laughs> once got a hint of them. Well, having I, I, I of, didn't like, get a hint romantic. until people were like wooing, and then I was like, "Oh, did, did they see something I did not?" <laughs> I don't know, man. I think. Well, Oscar Isaac said he it. wanted it. No, uh, no pun intended. He was probably just joking around because that's what the fans of were just, you know, you know how people are always like, you guys should do oh, this. He was joking do that. around. And then, I don't when, when, when Mark Hamill is complaining about his role, he wasn't joking around. But when Oscar Isaac wants uh, uh, to be gay, he was not allowed. He's joking I don't around. think he originally wanted that, though. I think he was just like <laughs> saying after a bunch of fans like were rallying for it. Then he's like, oh, I mean, you know. It could have gone that way, but yeah, I didn't. At the well, end, either way, I remember that. That's not my point. My point is just like yeah. don't force something in to a situation that it wasn't originally the purpose or the it wasn't originally there. Well, but that's the story of this fucking trilogy. You know, <laughs> forcing what? You're right. shit in wasn't originally You're supposed. Right. To. You're right. That is very true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. Um, what do you think of uh, uh, coming out of the movie? What do you think of the idea of the Knights of Ren? They were like name dropped ones. I loved the idea of the Knights of Ren, and well, we got what, to see what the was one the idea? tiny, the tiny glimpse of them in Ray's vision. Yes. and we're just we were expecting a big showdown to happen in Last Jedi with mm. them, and we're. I was expecting them to be like the the students that Kylo took with him, yes. so they're like I, I, more sensitive. Yes, I I, I assume I assume when Ryan Johnson put in that line where he said the students he vanished with a handful of the students. Yes. I assume yeah, exactly. his personal theory was that those became the Knights of Ren. Exactly, because I remember when he was asked about it, he said that he couldn't talk about it. So why it was never brought up in nine? So I assume. They just dropped yeah. that that plot line, yeah, uh, which was lame just, because, yeah. But I, there was I, I a remember lot, a lot yeah. that was just like dropped. That there was so much promise there that they could have gone with, and it could have made for a better film or better trilogy, and they just dropped it. Um. Yeah, they did. They did. Captain Phasma. Well, yeah, but Captain Phasma was a thing that they kind of made up on the spot, like. Like the character kind of was invented, 
when they were making Kylo Ren, I don't know if you, you know this, they were making Kylo Ren and they were this, designing him, Michael Kaplan, who's the with that armor designer. as like the and they and they had the idea for him to be like the Lord of Stormtroopers, right? So he's yeah. like the Uber yeah. Stormtrooper. Yeah. So they designed this this chrome armor for like yep. stormtrooper chrome arm, chrome armor. Yeah. And JJ Abrams was like, "It's not what I'm looking for, but I love that design." So this is yeah. make a, make a character up a separate character, a separate character. For and this. that's fine, but and you could tell they, because that she barely does anything. It <laughs> it was like worse than what they did with Boba in the original trilogy of like barely giving him a role when like there's promise there, you know. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think they're both kind of lame. Boba did way more than that. Because <laughs> Boba he did shit, dude. Brought, he he tracked he tracked the Millennium Falcon. He got Han Solo, brought him in Carbonite, brought him to Jabba, and then yeah, the one yeah, shitty, yeah, the, one, the one shitty thing is he got beat by a blind guy and got knocked into the Sarlacc pit. But we know that he didn't die, so. Yeah, well, we know that now. We didn't know that in 1983. We had to I wait for something well, years. We weren't even born yet. I was born in 92, but yeah, but you know, empathize. With I, the I old knew from when I was a, a kid. I said, "Nah, he ain't dead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, in the, in the expanded universe, he wasn't. No, but exactly. uh, Phasma uh, turns off the the shields, and then uh, that's it. <laughs> you <laughs> that's know, that's does. the thing that pisses me off. She literally betrays. Her people just because they're holding a gun to her, which her armor's bulletproof anyway, so it makes no fucking sense. And then she could have just like been willing to die for the cause, but instead she just lets them just capture her and then turns it off. And then how the fuck does she escape? Like there's no fucking way in hell they throw in her trash compactor and she well manages. They to find escaped way the trash out. compactor in a new hope, so. But they show it, and the the Death Star wasn't literally blowing up at the time. It blew up a couple hours later. The 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 Star Killer. She had she had some time. She had some she time had to get like out. Like less than an hour. Maybe so less than an hour. Get on a ship and fucking skedaddle. <laughs> like I'm but calling stupid, such bullshit. I don't. Call, I, I I I can see. I can see it. I can see it. But well, it was it. It kind of now that we're talking about Fastman, I know she has a very limited role in Last Jedi, but she was supposed to have a bigger role, which I know if you've seen, I'm sure you've seen the deleted scene where Finn addresses the thing you were talking about, which is the the uh, she, he tells her that like like you speak of loyalty and fear or whatever, and and but like when I put a gun to your head, you turned off the shields for Starkiller, and then yeah. all the stormtroopers kind of look at each other and like maybe Captain Fastman sucks, yeah, uh, so. It is an interesting thing about her character. It isn't explored in the final yep. cut of the movies, so it doesn't right. fucking count. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Fastma. Yeah, big just another just another thing they threw in that didn't have like a good follow up. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, one thing that I that I thought was kind of interesting in this movie, and it was never really brought up in any interesting way, what? is Mas Kanata. Yes. I agree. Uh, I think I, she needed yeah. so much more of a role in nine, especially. Like, yes. she could have like a small cameo in eight. That's fine as long as you gave her something to do in nine. But they didn't. I think the whole thing with nine with her, they kind of it's had Carrie to Fisher. work around the yeah. yeah the Leia the Leia shit. Yeah, because if you read the novel, there's a lot of scenes that Leia is in the novel that's not in the final cut. I assume because of visual effects stuff. 
Right. Uh, and a lot of those scenes are Masconada talking to Leia. Yeah. So or explaining things about Leia, yeah, to like exactly to fill in where Leia can't be in the scene, can be speaking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when he, when she's dying and she's literally explaining, like she used all all of her force, all of her energy to reach she's out. Never been in the movie. How the fuck do you know, bitch? <laughs> she's force sensitive. It's bullshit, though. She's it's, no Jedi, but she knows the force. Come on, though that that line <laughs> sucked, bro. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they, they, they couldn't do shit. They had to, they had to do it. But yeah, she, I thought she was, she was a cool character in this movie. Like, I mean, she wasn't amazing. She was just a, a kind of plot device, and she kind of, she was a little bit of the spiritual leader, I guess. Center yeah, of the I movie. thought, I thought there was promise for her for the rest of the trilogy. Like, I think it was a good introduction of her, and we kind of needed more of her. The only thing that was kind of lame that didn't. Well, apart from her character, but something related to her character is the idea that they, how did they find the the lightsaber? She's like a good I, question for another time, I and then that other time never that happened. Line, and a, a lot of people bring that line up, but really, it is the bane of like what the problem with the sequel trilogy is. Is like they throw shit in and then don't follow up on it or explain it or care to even mention it and give a reason like supposedly the whole intro was supposed to be like yes how the lightsaber got found which like give us something give us fucking something if you're gonna you know think of how ridiculous the premise is in general for the Mm -hmm. lightsaber making its way from fucking cloud city after falling down that fucking shaft like how the fuck does that thing get found? Who knows? But like we we need some kind of explanation so the prem the the idea of it doesn't seem as ridiculous, you know? Right. So well, from what I've pieced together uh, from novels and like behind the scenes stuff, stuff that got changed, uh, the opening of the movie, as you say, was supposed to be the severed hand of Luke Skywalker, yes. uh, still gripping this lightsaber, yep. like flying through space and then landing on Jakku. I don't know. Was it Jakku? No, I think it might have been a different planet. Anyway, uh, some some like a primitive being finds it, and then they start fucking with it, and then they kind of, you know, they sort of discover That's what you're fire. Say they start fucking. <laughs> That's a different movie. Well, that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Exactly. No, but. Uh... <laughs> They start fucking with it. They kind of burn shit up because they don't know how to use a lightsaber. And if you look at the the Force vision, which at the beginning shows Rey in Cloud City, which is where that fight with Vader happened. You remember? Right. She's in like the hallways of Cloud City. And then we see the Knights of Ren Mm -hmm. uh, killing a bunch of of, like villagers. Those villagers. No, no, no. Those villagers. That they were killing the Knights of Ren and Kylo was Ren supposed to be the looking, ones who found the lightsaber. They were looking for the lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That's when Kylo Ren said that lightsaber belongs to me. He had been looking for it for a while. See, that's the kind of shit that I think really should have made it into the movie. You know, like it would have yes world build it a little bit. Like and 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 apparently, like the idea was that Masquerade, as the Knights of Ren were raiding the village or whatever, Masquerade snuck in and uh, stole it. So they wouldn't hmm. get it. Interesting. Uh, 
I, I think that was roughly what the idea was. Yeah, and they were it was supposed to be more explicit in the in the movie, right? Um, but yeah, so that didn't happen. But it would have been mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> Instead, we got no answers. No answers about a lot. Mm-hmm. the The biggest shit for me that I really, really fucking hate, which started with this movie, and it continued into the next two, is you know we have this massive jump in time from yes. Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens timeline, mm-hmm. and. We just because Star Wars, the world is already established, does not mean that the filmmakers need to turn a blind eye to the world building of this movie. We need a reason. We need to see why and how the First Order rose, how Snoke came into the picture. We need an explanation for how there's just another empire all of a sudden that has somehow attained giant a giant fleet a lot of power has a fucking star killer base that could destroy planets like how did they get all of this by the new republic we have no explanation of anything we just have to like put two and two together ourselves because they didn't bother to explain anything we needed that yeah yeah well I feel like did did what do you think about episode nine's explanation about it though? Of which the idea part? That, the idea oh, that the oh, Empire the, never the died because Palpatine. Shit. Yeah, Palpatine was still around. Like I Snoke think, made that. Yeah. Like all right, I even and, though and I hate the idea. They, yeah, last year they explored the idea that these these people who fund the war are still you know funding the war. Yeah, like I think. I still hate the idea of Palpatine coming back and like once Snoke was killed off, they kind of had no choice but to make it Palpatine. But I think, and which, and where J.J. Abrams said that that was the plan all along was also complete bullshit and a lie, as confirmed by Daisy Ridley. But mm. regardless, I think, yeah, it sort of like helps explain a little bit of like that. Palpatine still had this grand plan and was trying to, you know, continue the the ways of the Empire into the First Order and just turn it into something else that's basically the same. But, like, we needed an actual, tangible explanation for how the Empire essentially turned into the First Order and where the fuck snow came from, and we got nothing. We got later. Later isn't good enough. Well. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean, you can make the argument made. that like there wasn't an explanation for the Empire in A New Hope, but at the same time, the world wasn't established at that point, and we're just meant to assume that there is an Empire and there's a, a rebellion, you know? for that empire. So we didn't need that because the world wasn't already there. Well, they, they in the crawl they they sort of brush like they explain it a little bit. Is the idea that the absence of Luke had the first order rise from the ashes of the empire. But Luke right? was barely around at 
for the majority of the time anyway. Like it, it shouldn't have, that Which shouldn't time? have made a difference for during the during the Empire uh, during the original trilogy. Like Luke wasn't really no, that I know. Big of I'm a saying, factor. well, but the Empire. So the First Order was like like showed up because the the last Jedi, as it were, was absent. So they could they could fuck shit up without having the this fabled peacekeeper uh, ruin their plans. All they could have done was like say like after the Empire fell, with the the New Republic trying to find footing on you know all across the galaxy. There was a power mm-hmm. vacuum left where it allowed former members of the Empire to basically realign and meet in secret and start rebuilding. Yeah. You know, something like that. And then mention like who the fuck Snoke is, where he came from just in some fucking way, like give us some reasoning why there's this, this giant fucking organization that is basically a carbon copy of the Empire already in some form of power that controls a lot of the galaxy with a massive fleet and a fucking Starkiller base, and there's just a knockoff Palpatine, like, you know? Yeah, no, no, I agree. The world building is probably the weakest part of the sequels for me, uh, especially when yeah. you compare it to George's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It could have been meteor. It could have been um, a little bit more thought out, for sure, yeah. instead of just a reskin. Um I want to. I want to leave it on a positive note. I want to say one of the things that I really enjoyed, probably mm-hmm. my favorite scene in the movie, um, and I, to me, it's like one of the great iconic Star Wars moments. Is uh, the last scene in the movie is uh, the the ascension, the the getting to Acto, getting up the stairs, and uh, meeting Luke. You know that hood reveal everything about that oh, music. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the fact that this is the mission of the whole movie, you know, the first thing is Luke Skywalker has vanished, and then we finally find him at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's so to me, uh, everything worked in that scene. The magic was there. It was there at the time, but then it became bittersweet after what happened next. <laughs> it it was uh, all for nothing, essentially. No, he sh- he showed up at the end. He was the spark. Oh. That lo- he threw the lightsaber away, and then yeah, but then at the end he showed up with a laser sword and faced down the whole first order as a projection, and didn't actually do yeah, and then saved the rebellion and inspired the whole galaxy. And then JJ backtracked from Ryan Johnson and said, "Well, he's it's still his weapon deserves more respect." <laughs> it's a development. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> overall, yeah. overall, to sum it up, Force Awakens. I think a lot of promise was there i i literally saw the movie in theaters like five six seven times like i loved it when it first came out even though i knew like there was a lot of carbon copy shit from a new hope yes um i still really liked the characters and i liked the idea of a lot of what was going on Kyler ren was cool and i was excited for what was to come next um i could still i could watch the movie now and just be like fine with it, but in, in isolation it works. Yeah, in isolation it works, but still the sequel trilogy for me just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. All of my Star Wars memorabilia and my collection of stuff is basically just 
absent from like when the force awakens came out i actually did have like a lot of like sequel trilogy stuff i was buying at the time like coffee mugs and you know little things like that and then after that never again you threw it out i didn't throw it out i still have some but i stopped getting anything from the sequel trilogy like i just straight up refuse i don't want it it's garbage to me essentially it's just not still, still my married. interest. It's not my interest. If some look, if if people like the sequel trilogy, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Well, fuck these guys," like they're shitting all over it. Like, no, I'm this not. is just I, my I opinion. Like I think everyone is entitled to their opinion. Fuck you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the only one that I want to shit on. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. But that's gonna come in the the last Jedi episode. Is the big oh, that's gonna be a bloodbath moment for us? <laughs> yeah. So we're very opposing in our thoughts on The Last Jedi. Yes. And obviously that film out of all of the Star Wars films is the most heated and contentious. But me and Carlos especially have very different opinions. So that episode for us, the podcast, is really going to be a giant debate. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for that one. I've been looking forward to that one. I've been looking oh forward to this. I don't, yeah, I don't know if to look forward to it or dread it. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be just us going in circles. Well, you'll dread agreeing. it when I make such good talking points that you're like, Damn, no, you'll I just can't talk get out of this, out of emotion instead of reason. <laughs> so I'm a Sith, like only a Sith deals in episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, guys, please let us know what do you think about the force awakens specifically like try to try to see it in isolation don't think about the other two just yet and and tell us what do you think yeah uh, uh what did it bring to star wars that it didn't have before any if anything at all many people would argue it didn't um, AIDS. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh please let us know uh and as always the force will be with you always Oh, <laughs>